welcome to DC Talks. I'm your host, DC, also known as Daniel Camacho, not to confuse with the amazing Christian band from the 90s, which I'm a huge fan of. We'll get into that later on, but a little bit more about me. I am a husband, father, and Christian, all by God's grace. I tend to take the things of the Bible and God things seriously. Me, not so much. So join me, subscribe, and share this as we rant, talk about truth, and laugh together. And always remember that our hope is only found in God. Stay tuned. Como tamo mi gente? Welcome to DC Talks Podcast. I'm your host. As my daughter just introduced me as, super, super excited getting the family involved in these podcasts. Hey, real quick, just want to give a shout out to everyone who's been super encouraging. Receive all those messages, text messages through the app, through Messenger or Instagram, and even personally, those who reached out. Thanks for all the prayers and the support. I really appreciate that. I love this season in my life right now. God is doing crazy and amazing things. Today's episode is titled Family Man, which is technically what I am, a family man. I think Family Man was also a movie back in the day. Like It was like a Christmas movie, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was starring uh, Nicolas Cage. I gotta have like somebody on the side like searching these things. Anyways, this is, uh, at the moment, another week, which means another episode. So, if you've been following me, if you've been checking out our Instagram or just the prior podcast and you're probably saying like hey daniel's other podcasts weren't really podcasts or were like snippets which one of one of my friends did reach out he goes hey man you gotta make it a little longer <laughs> which is crazy to me because sometimes that friend calls me danny too much which means uh that i talk too much and then i have all those other friends who are always listening to make sure that i don't make mistakes sometimes i get tongue-tied anyways this is raw, this is at the moment, and this is talking about life. And sometimes in life, there are no edits, there are no pause buttons, there are no rewinds. Life is, most of the times, just as it is. It can be ugly, it can be hard, but at the same time, life is beautiful. And we understand this because God has given us life. So, if you heard some of those little intros or if you heard one of the other podcasts where I was just explaining a little bit by myself, I am 36 years old, all right, Puerto Rican guy, born and raised in South Florida, Broward County, Broward County, I don't know what that meant, but uh, it was supposed to have like, bam, 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 bam. but uh, my parents passed, were pastors for 23 years, so I was raised in the church and stuff like that, so I met my wife, obviously, in the church, so here's the kicker. I got married at a young age, or what most people consider to be 
a young age. Um, I'm, you know, and we're gonna talk about this in one of my episodes called "My Wife and Kids." Well, to stay tuned for that; it's gonna come up, and you'll hear my wife's side of the story, and you'll hear my kids as well. But, you know, I met my wife in the church, and at the time, I was the youth president, the youth leader uh, of my father's church, and she was visiting the church. I have to have a disclaimer here. She did not want to be there. Anyways, I saw her and, and obviously my sister-in-law at the time. She was in my sister-in-law and, of course, my brother-in-law, who wasn't my brother-in-law at the time either, and my mother-in-law. We met them all at one time. Uh, I introduced myself. She was not feeling because uh, she didn't want to be there. I, I'm not saying that she wasn't feeling me. I don't know. You know. Anyways, we're married. So, anyways. so But I met my wife early on. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to be all mushy-mushy. But I, I, I did fall in love. And when we got together, we presented it to the church, you know, um, through my father, through her parents. We spoke about it and, you know, we started dating. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, six months after that, we got engaged. And I think six months after that, we got married. So 23 of age, so relatively a young guy. There would be people who were saying, Danny, you're too young. You're 23 years old. You're too young to get married. And these were people who were in the church and out of church. Um, but to be honest, I was head over heels for my wife, Yvette, which I still am to this day. We just celebrated 13 years of marriage. And as soon as we got married, we, we didn't even want to wait for, you know, for a family, which there are some people who say, you know, you know, when you get married, take your time, enjoy each other, you know, travel, do this, do that. Uh, but me and my wife, uh, by God's grace, we, we knew we wanted a family always. So as soon as we got married, you know, God blessed us. Uh, with two beautiful girls. So I would say for the majority of my adult life now, <laughs> um, I've been married for 13 years. My oldest is 12 years. My youngest is going to be 10 years old. And I used to get jokes all the time. People used to make fun of me all the time and say like, oh, this is the only happily married guy that I actually know. And, and I'm a type of person. And, you know, this is real life. You know, marriage is huge. You know, even within the church, you know, um, you know, even when God called me and my wife and we planted House of Hope Church, you know, even looking at statistics, like they were saying things like uh, 51 uh, 51% of pastors' marriages end in divorce and, and things like that. And, you know, when we talk about family, we talk about marriage, it's it's huge thing. And I'm one of those people, when I see someone get married, I'm super excited. Any wedding that I've done or weddings that I've attended... I love it, you know what I'm saying? Super excited about it. and I encourage young men to fall in love, to love God above all first. Find a good wife, get married, have some kids. It is beautiful. I'm also one of those guys, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but like I at work I call my wife, I text my kids, you know, just to check up how everything's going on. I'm also the type of guy who likes to come home after work. There are people who are void. You'd be surprised. Avoid everything uh, so they don't come home. But to be honest with you, there's no greater feeling. If you don't have kids, check this out. I'm being honest. There's no greater feeling sometimes when you come home after a hard day of work and your kids run in. They're like, Dad, Dad, oh my goodness, you're here. And it's amazing. There's no greater feeling. You know, and, and we go back to the Bible. You know, of course, we, we, we have to bring the Bible in this. And we even look at the book of Genesis uh, if you go to chapter 2, verse 24, which is interesting, uh, we hear this and it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So even talking about family, man, when, 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 I, con when I talk about family, 
again, I love my family, and I'm super blessed to have an amazing wife. Yes, I'm not. She's not. She's not next to me, pinching me, telling me to say this, but I am happily married, and I love my wife. And one of the things, if I'm honest, you know, super. She is encouraging. She's not just a woman of God. She's an amazing mother, and I know we just celebrated Mother's Day. Shout out to all those mothers. Happy belated Mother's Day. Um, but she has always been at my corner. She believed in me. She believed the calling that God placed in our lives and the faith that she has in God, the trust that she has in God and in me to lead our family by God's grace. Now, I will say this. You can always hear me. Like, listen, those who have kids, dads, now because I'm a dad and I'm talking from the dad side. Obviously, when I get my wife on the next episodes, when we start talking about marriage and stuff like that, she will chime in. But for all those dads who are listening to me out there, um, we I'm, a, I'm Spanish, like I said earlier, I'm Puerto Rican, and there is these sayings sometimes in Spanish that they say, they're like, oh, you can have many fathers, but there's only one mother, and they always emphasize this on the importance of mothers, which is true, don't get me wrong, mothers are extremely important, And but I have to say that uh, being a father is as equally important as well. You know, what's crazy is I remember, you know, just being involved in my kid's life and I remember just even taking my daughter to the doctors and them being shocked. Like, oh, the dad's here? Like, you know, we're just so used to the mom always being around. And I'm like, no, no, you know, I'm heavily involved in my kid's life, which again is extremely important. Listen to me, dads out there, you know, so I even remember one time going to the emergency room. This is when uh, emergency room, excuse me. And this is when Isabel was very young. She was very sick, and I went with my wife. And we're in the the emergency room. We got in. They called us in. You know, the doctor comes in, and right away he just starts talking to my wife, which again it doesn't bother me. But he would just you know talk to her, explain to her everything, and and I had to tell him. I said, you know, excuse me, doctor. You know, to be honest with you, you know, I I want you to address me as well. You know, I'm here with my family. And he even said, which is, check this out, he even said was like, oh, it's just, I'm so sorry. It's just, we're just used to dads always, I mean, excuse me, we're just used to moms always knowing everything, which, come on, men who are out there who are fathers, you need to sincerely listen to me. I'm, I'm being honest, there's no criticism. You need to stand up or man up, I should say, and love your family, know what's going on, know what medications they're taking, know what their interests are. I mean, be present at the end of the day you can make money you can provide a home you can do all these things but time spending actual quality time is not just awesome and i'm gonna be honest with you, don't you remember when your parents used to say things like enjoy your kids you know time flies and you know now i'm you know sitting on this side seeing my kids grow up so fast i'm like man it's, it's really true so taking that time for your kids and knowing the importance of your kids and and you know it's crazy because you know my daughter had this an allergic reaction you know we were talking to the the doctors and and even the doctors and the nurse were like wow you're a dad who knows that's shocking and it shouldn't be shocking you know and that's why and again i'm not tooting my own horn you know it's funny like if you hear some of these you know i'm doing what i'm supposed to do god has called me to lead my family to love on my wife we are one flesh now. It's not two people, but one flesh. And then the ministry or the the you know the calling that God gave me and my wife is to our kids. You know, there are just many verses on this. And if you're looking at what's going on in the world, it's it's a time right now that it's crazy, right? 
I mean, you look at things like the book of Proverbs, right? Chapter 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I, 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 if, I'm, if I'm even honest, that's my story. Born and raised in the church necessarily just because my parents were Christian doesn't mean that I was necessarily saved. But what ends up happening is, you know, God begins to work in my life individually, saves me, you know, saves me from the from the darkness and brings me to the kingdom of light. You know, they they poured God in my life. They they were there, they were present, and my mom, um, an amazing uh prayer warrior, always praying for me, and my father as well, you know, they showed me grace and showed me love. As soon as I got married and had kids, not only did I want to share and, and teach that same love that I received, but I wanted to be present for them. And listen to me, if again, this is not knocking anyone down, you know, um, just be present, dad, be there, man. It, you, you will be surprised how the impact of you being there, your value. You know, I was reading this book about, you know, just girls and, and their fathers and how they look for validation and all these stuff. And it's funny because my daughters, they won't ask my wife, hey, mom, do I look beautiful or pretty? Because they know my wife is going to say, of course you do. But like on Sundays on our way to church, you know, the little one will be like, hey, dad, how do I look? And I'm like, princess, you look beautiful. You look amazing. And, and the same thing with my daughter, you look beautiful. You know, and and it's just affirming them, letting them know. It's also setting that that you know that bar high. <laughs> One of the things that I you know early on as well, since we're talking about family, and, and and talking about it being a family man, you have to be intentional. Or I try to always be intentional. So I have to make sure I spend time with Evie, my wife. Give that husband that time for me and my wife, of course. Then I have to give time to my kids. Then I have to give time to them, you know, individually. Then I have to give time to them as a whole, as a whole unit, like dinners and stuff like that. <laughs> so I even started many years ago doing the daddy and daughter dates, which, you know, years later on, it still goes, you know. So, so I have, you know, I go out with both of them at the same time. And then I'll go out with them individually, you know, alone. It's funny because they've, they've, come to appreciate this time <laughs> there was uh one instance where i was going to take both my girls out we're going to have a daddy daughter date and something happened where my wife you know um she was going to do something and, and they canceled so she told my girls hey can i tag along and they're like of course mom you can tag along and we all had a great family night out and you know we had the restaurant we went to the movies just a great night and then we're in the car ride like two weeks later in the car just driving just talking as always and i was telling my wife hey babe maybe this friday when we do date night you know date night for me and her you know we can do this and do that and my youngest one tiffany she's like whoa 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 whoa, can we go and my wife is like no it's for me and daddy she's like no no but you came to our date night <laughs> so you know that means i have to go to your date night so again you know we laughed and stuff like this this is important but it's amazing how just that time that they want to have with you so i i consider myself a family man and and they always say they will always say things like this it's not what you possess right and people tend to look for riches and for cars and from homes and and this is something maybe not corny but i remember something that my father used to constantly say especially in sermons when he talked about you know how we should view things and he would be he would say things like you know you can buy a house, but you can't purchase a home. 
You know, you can buy a bed, but you can't purchase rest. So these things that we actually have here, uh, which is your family, I mean, it's amazing. You know, and of course, you know, those who are in Spanish families and African-American families, we tend to, you know, be loud and very, you know, just family oriented, period. And it's something so beautiful. It's something so beautiful because at the end of the day, to know that someone's there for you, someone who loves you no matter what, is incredible, is incredible. So my goal as a father, as a husband, uh, you know, when I say a family man, I do really love it, is I love to be around. I love to be around. And I want to encourage all those dads who are listening to me. So all those DC talkers, <laughs> I want to encourage you, whether you have boys or girls, and, and it's a different dynamic. You know, uh, my brother, Alex the Rebel, a.k.a. co-producer, he has me say these things. <laughs> but uh, every time we talk about families, he's got the two boys, and obviously I got the two girls. If you want to check out that episode, there's an episode talking about dads on uh, Join the Rebellion, uh, a rebellious adventure. You can check Alex out on you know on Apple, on Spotify, and you know Alex the Rebel, and we actually have an episode there talking about the importance of being dads as, as pastors and how we you know view things like that. So check that out. That's a little plug in right there. Um, but it's one of those things that are true. It's absolutely true. And and he has the boys, and I have the girls, and it's different dynamic. But being there makes a huge difference. You know, so listen to me. With everything that's going on in the world, you know, sometimes we, we say these things, you know, as parents, we're not our kids' friends. We're their parents, and our goal is to love them. And that's one of the things that I've learned early on, um, you know, having the kids. You know, me and my wife, you know, raising our kids and teaching them about God is those teachable God moments where which they happen so organically sometimes. And it, it didn't change my view on God, but it, it made me appreciate the love of a father for his children. You know, we were going to Disney, and for those know, who know, <laughs> Disney, it tends to be expensive. I mean, whether you want to buy a poncho when it rains because it rains in Florida, or you're trying to buy ice cream for everyone, it's an arm and a leg. And uh, I remember we parked the car, and I'm holding both of my girls' hands, and my wife is on the other side holding the other hand of the girls. And we're just walking down before we got on the, the, the tram, you know, the little bus thing that takes you to the front so you can take the monorail. And they were super excited. Can you imagine? Disney, you know. We love Disney, so super excited. And and my little one says, hey, Dad, I know why you brought us to Disney. I said, oh, why, why did I bring you to Disney? And she says, oh, it's because we're good. And I, and I took that moment to kind of like, it was a God moment, honestly. I took that moment to look at my daughter. I was like, well, I didn't bring you here because you're good. You know, Daddy brought you to Disney because he loves you. Daddy and Mommy, we brought you because we love you a lot. And I, the only reason why I say it was a teachable moment is because sometimes when we look at God the Father, we think that the approval or the love or the things that He does for us, He's giving it to us because we've been good or we're behaving well. And that's not the case. He, he gives us these things because He simply loves us, as a good father does. And I have to be honest, these past years, being a husband and a father, has really been a blessing to my life. I'm proud dad and to see my kids grow up. And my, my prayer is that they grow up to be amazing women of God, 
who are full of love and truth and grace and they can extend and, and be there for one another always because the reality is we're not going to be here always. And also the reality is that our kids are really not ours. I believe they're a gift from God that He's given to us. So on that note of being a father, I know you heard me just talk about this and, and it sounds like I'm, you know, what is that saying? Beating a dead horse or kicking a dead horse. I think it's important, you know, and that goes for the husbands as well. Not just being there for their kids and being present, but be there for your wife. Love on this woman uh, uh, that God has given you. You know, she is, you know, and that rib, you know, when God made Eve, he took her from the rib. So love your wife, man. Be there for your wife. Be present, man. Put the work in. This is forever. I remember standing uh, at the altar with my wife and looking into her eyes, and she was looking at, into my eyes, and I'm just looking. I'm like, man, this is the woman. Not that simply that God made for me, but this is the woman that I'm. I'm making a promise to her. I'm making a promise to the pastor. I'm making a promise to God that I'm gonna love her no matter good times and bad times. Are you kidding me? Two imperfect people coming together, making a promise to God, saying in good times and in bad times. When you look at all the statistics and things that are going on in the world, where you see people who say, I love you, and, and that word, even that word is thrown so loosely. Oh, I love this. I love that. Hey, there's a lot of things I love. Listen, I'm Puerto Rican. I love pork. I love rice. I love beans. I love those things. <laughs> that, that, look at that. That even rhymed. That didn't mean it to rhyme. So when we look at what's important in life, right, those who are there, you know, those who are around you, and if we're honest, if we're honest, you're going to hear me say this a lot, if we're honest, you know, marriage may not be the easiest thing, but it's something that God has done. Now check this out, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, like I said on the episode, I'm going to do with my wife, about my wife and kids, but... And I might repeat this, which is fine. Uh, you know, when we look at even in the beginning, when we read about Adam and Eve, how God said that man's going to leave his household and join his wife and become one flesh. I mean, we hear in chapter one, we see what's God doing, creating the world, doing this stuff. As soon as the Bible talks about that Adam knew Eve, and for those who are listening, you know what that means. They knew they became one. As soon as we read this, the very next verse we hear that the devil comes and he tries to break up what God has established, which is crazy, right? He wants to break up the family. And that's what we're seeing now, too, in the world. We're, we're seeing a lot of broken families. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you, you know what's crazy? God is the good father. He doesn't abandon his children. And all the love and the acceptance. Listen, for those who are in Christ Jesus, if you listen to the, listen to me. For all the love and the acceptance that you're looking for, that you're longing for, we already have this in Christ Jesus. You know, and let me finish with this since we're talking about, you know, God and Jesus. Like, you know, for a long time, I, and, and I still do, I love theology. And I love looking at the words and I look like what this means and why this means this. And if the Bible has a therefore or, but, you know, I look at these important things. And I remember for a while, I fell in love with the text, right? And, and then I, every time I listened to preachings, I was listening for error. Did they explain this right? Was this, are they harmonizing verses? They're not supposed to harmonize. Like I'm, and, you know, I fell in love with the text so much. And I think sometimes we may fall in, 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 in love with the idea of who God is instead of who God is. We might fall in love with an idea. 
Netflix and we watch these those Hallmark movies and we think this is quote unquote what love is supposed to be. And then the love that we see from God that's unconditional, where we live that Christ, while we were yet still sinners, died for us. He loved us, didn't abandon us. In the same way, we should love one another. And for those married couples, when you get love, and it's not about you know you know uh, excusing everything, but even early on, I remember even before I got married with my wife, we would go to like conferences, read books together, seminars about marriage, and people are like, "What's wrong with your marriage?" And I'm like, "Listen, I'm, there's nothing wrong, but we're two people and we're trying to figure each other out." And I can honestly say that God's been so good, and I love my wife, and I love my kids, and that is has more value than anything in the world and although i don't have a mansion or a bugatti or anything like that or i'm not a famous pastor like on tbn (laughs) or something like that or some crazy i still feel like the wealthiest man in the world because of what god has given to me and there's this old school pentecostal song we used to sing in the church is uh uh como el mundo no me lo dio el mundo no me lo puede quitar you know since the world didn't give it to me the world can't take it away from me so Family man, love it. Family time, I love it. It's important. Sit down, have a conversation, eat. Can you believe? And I know I said I was going to leave. But one more story and then let's go because we got to talk about this. We went to go buy a dining room table. And we told the guy at this famous furniture place. Can't say where it is, but it's a furniture place in the city. Anyways, if you didn't get that hint, I don't know. But we were looking for a table, and we're like, hey, you know, he looked at us. He goes, oh, you guys are young. I said, yeah, we want a, you know, a table with six chairs because we love to sit down for dinner. And he was like, what? And he, it was crazy because I'm like, yeah, we, we, we sit down every night for dinner. Or, you know, we, we tell the kids, put the phones away. We put some music in the background. We all sit, and we have a conversation. We eat food, and it's good food. My wife can cook. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, good food. And it, that time of just talking is so important. But anyways, this guy, he's selling us a furniture. He's like, man, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they get this, this type of table because it's easier to stand up. And everyone is always on the go. They sit down in front of the TV and eat. And I'm not judging or criticizing anyone. But I will say this, man. That time that we sit down and we're all there intentionally. We look at each other. We pray for our food. And we just say, how has your day been? And we're intentional. is awesome. And believe me, they won't forget that. They will not forget it. It's important. So I am what you call a family man. I love my wife and I love my kids and I love being a father and I love being a husband. Again, I'm not tooting my horn. It's something that it's beautiful and that God created. And for those who are thinking about getting married and you with someone, pray about it. Marriage is amazing. Parenthood is amazing. And if you're married and you have kids, listen, start today. Love on your wife, love on your husband, love on your kids, love on that time. Spend that time. And believe me, I honestly believe that God will bless your family. Again, thank you for taking your time out. Hey, man, I, like I said earlier, I really appreciated those, those messages. If you have any other questions or any ideas or any certain topics that you do want to talk about, go ahead and send me, send me the messages and we'll talk about this because this is what we do. All right, mi gente. Stay blessed. Understand that with God, all things are possible. Hashtag, let's talk about this.